your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by James Boyman and Ryan Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast and Happy New Year to all of you blues out there. James and Ryan, back with you as always, coming to you following Everton's frustrating and disappointing 1-0 loss to David Moyes' West Ham at Goodison Park. It is Everton's fifth consecutive loss on New Year's Day. Not a a record that inspires a great deal of confidence. And it was a dreary and difficult match to watch at times today. Ryan, I'll throw it to you for your instant reaction. I'm sorry, I was just distracted by a tweet I saw that was a a miswording of something that was not good. (laughs) It's just very funny. Uh, Yeah, it's frustrating. It was an absolutely frustrating performance. Um, Just seemed heartless. Um, Yeah. Lacking creativity, final ball. It's sad too, because I mean, you feel like you're in control of the match, and then I mean, their goal is absolute garbage. But we still gave up some chances that we shouldn't have, and we got David Moyes, man. And that's pretty much what happened. I don't know about your thoughts. Yeah, I, I can't say that I'm all too surprised. I think there, there's some comments later on, but the, the allude to this, but it felt like this one was kind of coming for a while. Perhaps the results that we've been getting lately overshadowed some of the the themes that we touched on in our last January. Uh, transfer mega episode if you haven't checked that out uh you'll find a slightly more upbeat conversation over there and some maybe more positive thoughts and information but yeah it's just it was poor when the lineup came out i mean i thought that we might show something and what's most frustrating is the fact that despite the city match getting postponed giving us that extra few days rest we looked no more energetic than west ham and at times looked actually more tired. I think just, you know, we, we try to avoid saying things like the players didn't put an effort because it can be kind of just like a cheap way to, to generalize and just say, Oh, well, they didn't try. So we lost, but it almost felt like that was really the difference maker today. There was just a lack of effort and a lack of impetus in the final third to create anything of substance. Yeah, it's just pathetic. I mean, I sit there and look at the lineup that they put forward, and I knew it would be Rice and Suchek in the middle, and those guys are glacial. You know, neither are good athletes or fast. It should have been able for us to exploit them. I mean, I was concerned about their top three that we did very well with. I mean, I just I couldn't believe it. So let's first start with our lineup. I mean, the biggest news, I guess, was Alex Awobi being out. Yep. Um, I will say this. If you didn't realize how important he was to our team, you better realize it now. So I know I keep going on and off about Awobi being a good player and a creator. Well, you saw what happened when you take him out of the lineup. Now, suddenly we have no one to create from open play. James is there. He came in, didn't do much of an impact, but it was exciting to see him on the bench. So I think there was some optimism. Um, and yeah, I mean, you look at it and you think, okay, well, Bernard can go in and maybe maybe we get a tune out of him. I mean, he played okay, you know, last time out. Um, and I would have thought if you could figure out a way to get him in the middle, he's quick enough to maybe make some problems for their midfield. He did that a little bit, but not consistently enough and lost the ball when he did it. Um, that's also something we've noticed, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um yeah, it was one of those things where you knew you had the ball a lot and you figured you'd have enough quality to get by him and score. I think that was probably some of the reason maybe why uh, why Michael Keane was out too, because I think that was a little surprising, I think, too. 
Yeah, it was surprising to see Keen drop given his, his string of performances, but perhaps just needs a rest and, you, you know, you get Coleman back and so you don't need Holgate on the right and you can push him into maybe, in theory, compliment Mina a little bit better, the, the pairing, but it, I mean, I don't really think it panned out that way. The defense was relatively solid. DeCore, Davies, and Sigurdsson in the midfield, kind of same as it's been, doesn't inspire a great deal of confidence. But Davies played well against Sheffield, so I thought, okay, well, we'll see what he does. Sigurdsson's on a run of form that was encouraging, if not inspiring. And, you know, Richarlison hopefully trying to kind of get into his rhythm and Calvert-Lewin hopefully getting back on form. And that was my hope going in. Basically, none of that happened. And uh, it ended up just being a, a really difficult match to watch. A lot of stagnant possession, a lot of passing it around the back. Very little going on in the final third. It didn't seem like we had we really struggled to even get it into the final third at all, given how much space and time West Ham were giving us very little pressure on the ball. Tom Davies at times was just like standing stationary and no one moving towards him, just kind of sitting around. And it, it was Moy's ball. It's, it's what you expect from West Ham. And they nicked a goal late and we, we lost one nil. I don't think it was a one-sided affair by any stretch. I think either team could have snagged one in the second half and taken all three points. And it just wasn't us today. Now, Carlos said it well at the end of the match. He said, neither side created too many chances. He knew it was a bad performance and it was. And if you look at their lineup, you know, I, I, like I said, it didn't really play out quite the way I thought it might. I mean, Bowen is dangerous on the right, cutting in on his left. Uh, I thought Godfrey did okay against him and thought he might. Then Rama, I think, is a really dangerous, creative player holding the ball. He had a couple opportunities, but I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say that he held the ball up pretty well a couple times on that side. I thought Hilaire would be maybe a real problem when you only had Yerry Mean in there and Yerry did great on him. I mean, Yerry's one of the few bright spots and has been the last couple of weeks. They had that strange situation where Fabianski got hurt in pregame. So Randolph came in. So I'm thinking just pepper this guy, fire shots, you know, be aggressive. You didn't see any of that. So um we can go to the technical setup. I mean, it's it's just curious how we were set up when it got named. I thought, okay, who's going to be right and who's going to be left um, w- between Bernard and Richarlison? It started out with um, Bernard left, Richie right. Um, later in the match, that switch, they even switched in the middle of, of the first half at one point. Um, Davies was kind of sitting, was the holding mid. We had most of the possession. I mean, I think we we're all, all the way up to like 67, 68% after 20 minutes. He sat back more. DeCorey and Siggy were kind of in the left channel. Siggy pushed a little higher. DeCorey coming back. Um, the fullbacks were spread out kind of wide, but they really weren't getting forward, especially Seamus Coleman. I, I just didn't. It, nothing really we did w- really worked. So a couple times I thought we were fine and patient about the buildup, getting the ball eventually into their half. They showed some pressure, a little bit of resistance when you got to about midfield, but that was about it. Um, but it was when we broke that pressure and we had the ball, it was just static. Everyone was standing around. I mean, the only threat was occasionally maybe Richarlison running in behind and no one played him the ball. Um, I don't know if that was lack of quality, but I I thought Tom Davies did really well controlling the game from the point in that sitting sixth position. But once you get it off to the flanks, I mean, at one point, Richarlison, Decore, and Sheamus passed it around in a triangle like it was a drill. And and while that, that was okay, I mean, they had the ball in pretty much the final third, but no one did anything with it. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. The left side was a gaping hole. A couple times we sprung with Bernard, held the ball. It did some interesting things 
when he was over there. But, you know, Gilfie was back to the old Gilfie where you couldn't hold the ball up, couldn't find him. I don't know. It just seemed like nothing, nothing worked, even though we had the ball that much throughout the first half. I thought it was brutal. It was the first half was just a diabolical watch. And the person, I think that's kind of just how West Ham wanted it. They wanted to keep the game, keep us in front and, of and them. That's okay for half, right? Sure. I mean, that, that's not the worst thing in the world. If you, I mean, maybe we could have worked them a little bit more and taken a few more chances, but I mean, at half, I never thought for a second that we'd lose the match. No, I mean, I agree. No, hundred percent. At half, I thought, okay, well, I thought we controlled that pretty well. We struggled to create, but if we can keep kind of the the possession and Tom yeah. Davies can keep spinning it around, okay, we'll we'll find something. We'll find some rhythm. Maybe a couple subs change the match. We nick one late. We get a win. I we really just struggled to find get in behind West Ham and disrupt their shape in any sense. There was very little of that, and so we know, you know, guys like Richarlison are probably at their best when they're on the counter attack, when they're running at people, running backwards. He was getting marked out of the match the entire time. He played poorly. He was ineffective. Gilfie, good God. I mean, just, it makes you just forget about the decent performances he's had the last four matches because he just doesn't receive the ball well, doesn't move to, doesn't help his teammates out at all. If the ball's not directly to his feet, he's just not going to get it. And when he receives it back too, he never turns. There were times when he had 10 yards of space in any direction and he just elected to kind of turn the other way. Exactly. Turn and pass it back. And it's so frustrating. And like the people who were even trying stuff, I mean, Bernard tried some stuff wide. It wasn't really coming off, but at least he's trying. And actually, again, the the people seem to want to pile on Tom Davies post-match because towards the end of the game, he had some, misplaced passes but he was one of the few people i thought that actually tried to uh try to actually penetrate the the west ham lines of defense and get balls through to calvert lewin who looked incredibly frustrated with the lack of service and having to drop basically near midfield and i guess we're kind of segueing ryan here to like individual performances we're not going to go through the timeline because it was garbage subs are interesting though i mean i i think you know you kind of said it i mean you, you thought at least all right when things were so static We'd bring James in and Andre for Bernard and Gilfie. I, I will only say this. I mean, Bernard is giving the ball away right and left, but I just felt like he was a decent matchup if he could get into the middle of the pitch because of his quickness. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought that Rice and Suchek might have trouble dealing with him. Maybe he was gassed because he was trying some things. Um and it's funny the way I assumed that sub to go did not go that way at all. Um Andre showed great impetus. Uh, Gilfie coming off was the right thing for heaven's sakes. And Hamas didn't quite have the impact I thought. You know what I mean? It was kind of the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, it was very frustrating to see. Or I guess it it was really good to see Hamas warming up in the first half. And we thought, okay, how early is Carlo actually going to pull trigger and recognize that this this current setup of players is just not going to be able to get the job (laughs) done. It ended up taking shortly into... The second half, he brought up brought Hamas and Andre on around 64 minutes, and they did change the game for the better. But in, in both, if you ask me who I think would have performed better between the two, I would have said Hamas uh, uh, would light it up. It actually ended up being Andre Gomez who who showed some real quality today, showed some uh, good retention of the ball, showed some good vision <clears throat> with, with the pass, but yep. ultimately just not enough. And he didn't get any, wasn't really helped out a whole lot by his teammates. Now he wasn't. And ultimately, it just shows you, I mean, we don't have enough creative players. When you take one or two of them out, we just yep. get killed. And Andre, for all the, I mean, he did what 
you hope he does. You know, he possessed the ball and transitioned, and he did it exceptionally well. He was making moves at pace, making passes that were great. But ultimately, there's only so much you can expect him to do. He's not going to create in the final third. He never has, and he probably never will. Not really. Maybe with Valencia a little bit. But that's okay when you've got a guy like Richarlison who gets 55 touches in a game. And so you're expecting that to be, you know, your primary creative outlet. I mean, you didn't sub him off. Um, and Wobie's not there to run at anyone now. So you can't, the team can't just sit around and stare at him trying to dribble like crazy like they have been. And they have been doing that. Think about how ironic that is. All the people slating Alex Wobie, how bad he was. And yet the reality of has been very recently been too reliant on him. We really look at him to be that offensive catalyst to run with the ball. And we, we I mean, again, January transfer window pod. We did the monster for hour and a half. This is one of the big things we hit. You know, we need someone else that can run with the ball. That's active. Um, that has energy. You know, Decore was about the only other guy that showed any energy whatsoever today. And he was all over the place as usual. I don't know how he can continue to do it. Um, he was dangerous at times. He saved our tail so many times in the box. Um, My, it just, I mean, the way what? he reads the game is unbelievable. I mean, he's, He's taking steps to intercept passes that are still two or three seconds away from being made. It he's a is boss. He's unbelievable, a boss, man. He's, he's incredible. Just in command, but it begs to ask the question: What were the other guys doing? I felt like yeah. the energy wasn't there at all, and I don't expect everyone to be as energetic as him. But damn, you know, Carlos said it right at the end of last year: We need more energy. He, he's right. We have too many players that just don't have it. Um, I, I guess we can get into the player performances yeah. if you want. I, there's no reason to talk about the Jenk Tosin um, sub. I mean, he touched the ball four times. Not that Dom touched the ball a whole lot either, but were there some good performances? I mean, I feel like there were a couple. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a 1-0 loss. So at the end of the day, it's not like we got battered. It was fine margins. We could have probably just as easily nicked it. We had, although we really didn't create a whole lot. But I think well, well, we, we didn't get a lot of shots. So I mean, yeah. XG isn't gonna look good, but we had several times in the second half where we were off the break where I mean at one point where Charleston had the ball, we had like a four on three and he just dribbled right into you know what I mean. It yeah. was that was it. So again, that doesn't show up in the XG, but I mean, Mike, I mean Oh, it's just frustrating, just totally Super. frustrating. But there, like I said, there were a couple of decent performances. Yeah, a couple of decent ones. I'd say Yeri Mina probably leads the list here. Another really assuring performance and composed from him. Um, just looks rock solid in defense and also looks pretty promising on the ball. Like stick. You said it in the discord. It's like, how does a guy that big do so well with the ball at his feet? He had a one touch pass today where the ball was in the air, like 40 feet in the air, came right down one touch pass soft as can be right to someone. I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting mm -hmm. there. I'm like, this guy's six foot five. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah, and he bottled Heller. I mean, he did a great job yeah. with them and, and he's a good player, I think. So uh, six aerials, uh, 94 touches. Did that lead the team? It was pretty close, right? It was up there for sure. Yeah, 94% passes. I don't remember him making a bass pass all game. He had, did one have shot header, had a key pass. Um, that was off a, another set piece, of course. Two tackles, five clearances. Not a single foul. I mean, I thought he was really, really good. And he, I mean, on set pieces, they're dangerous with Suchek up there too. So I mean, he was kind of had to be the guy in the box. And I thought he, I thought he did that. Um, we talked about Tom Davies. I mean, the numbers look really good. First half, he was terrific. I don't understand the criticism of him in the first half. I mean, you can't expect him to be sitting back there pinging balls around like Pirlo. He was designed to take control of the ball and have possession and get us advanced to where we need to be. I mean, you have Sigurdsson in the game. You have Richarlison, Bernard. 
Dominic Calvert-Lewin, these are guys that have to create. You can't hold you're going to hold Tom Davies accountable for that. And his defensive contributions were really good. Yeah. Okay. Got a little sloppy in the second half, but I mean, four tackles, two interceptions. You have any dribbles? He had three. How many did the whole rest of the team have? Goose three. James. Three. Oh, yeah. okay. Three, the whole team. He had as many dribbles as the whole team. So people are like, Oh, Tom needed to try more stuff. Did he come on, man? I mean, be realistic about the role he's trying to play. Um, and Andre look, Andre looked good coming on. Yeah. yeah. Andre looked really good. Just last word on Davies. Like we look, his ceiling is only so high. He's never going to be a world beater. You can expect solid performances. I think we saw more good than bad from Tom today. I think as the game went on, he definitely got a little tired. He was one of the only people really running about alongside DeCorey. I thought they, but, but Andre Gomez, look, it's a short cameo performance, but hundred percent passing had a dribble, had a shot, looked slick looked elusive, looked kind of quick, honestly, at times, like quicker than he has in the past. He was beating guys with pace off the dribble, um, encouraging to see, and provided that kind of link up into, into attack that we were missing, that he could kind of receive the ball off of the center backs or Tom Davies and look to provide that that connection, that link up into the final third. And it changed the game. He was vast improvement over Gilfie Sigurdsson. And then lastly would just be Abdullah Decore. I mean, the notes he was everywhere again the anticipation three interceptions he was just like he just he just pops up it's like where did he even come from to make that play 89% passing three aerials didn't lose the ball took care of it really well what a player he's turned out what a signing he's turned out to be and even without Allen he still provides that that essential coverage all over the place. I mean, he's back and forth, back and forth. It just gets in that right channel back and forth. And I mean, he'll come back if we need it. He'll push forward to try and get into the attack. He kept pushing forward today. I thought at the right times. Yep. And no one was supporting him or helping him. I I don't, I don't understand. All right, let's get to the, okay. Cause I could talk about Decorey all day. Cause I thought he was so much effort there. Seamus Coleman. I don't understand it. Like if you're going to play a guy like that against a team like West Ham, when you've got 60% of the ball in the whole first half, what, why I, maybe it's tactical. Maybe it is. And I forgive him if it is. And I know Carlos sometimes likes to play asymmetrically, but Ben Godfrey is not the one pushing up on the left side. So what is it going to take for him to make a run? And I don't get it. I mean, half the time I saw it, Richarlison get the ball wide just sitting there and Seamus would not go forward a couple times on second balls. He could have run up and won the thing and he did not. He did it maybe once or twice. I I just don't I don't understand the hesitancy there. Um, And it's not like he didn't get caught out a couple times, too. How many times did Yeri have to go and cover Mm. for him on the break? That's fine. I mean, we got a score. Davies actually covered for him once or twice twice in the first half. I thought really well. Um, So, yeah, he got into the box a couple times, fired some crosses that really didn't do much. You saw him try and play a long ball across pitch to Richarlison. I don't know what he was thinking doing that. Play the ball square where guys wide open. You're not good at crossing the ball. You're not a good passing from distance. He had a trying. shot on target where he ran for. I, I, is he trying to do too much? I, I don't. I just don't get it. I mean, it's just the right side was worthless today, and he was part of it. I mean, I thought he he got forward, but the decision the decision making of when to get forward was inconsistent and not um, just not conducive to us doing anything well offensively in the final third. I mean, he had three crosses. All were inside the box, so that indicate. I mean, he at least was up there at times, but getting caught out the 
decisions that he made and you alluded to it like him trying to kind of channel James Rodriguez with the long switches that's not Seamus's game what's nope. he thinking there like why why know. are we having our our right back who's not a good crosser looking to send 70 yard switch switch play balls it makes no sense um I maybe think part of his chemistry, the maybe. Off. Yeah, yeah, I think because well, he's look, not played side. That right side's right? been changing constantly, and like yeah. maybe, and he doesn't even didn't really even partner all that well with Alex Awobi, but it was no, even more noticeably bad today. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, that may be it. You know, Richie seemed. I mean, they flipped him over to the left for a reason. Uh, that was that yeah. was really disappointing. You know, I thought he would have been a little more direct on that side, and he just got got nothing. Um, Bernard, I, I still, again, I said my piece on subbing him. I mean, yeah. I, I, he wasn't great, but he did create a couple shots and, and create a couple opportunities at least. Godfrey bottled bow and he did well, but again, he didn't take care of the ball very well. He's just not a, necessarily a perfectly natural left back and wasn't great in possession. And when we did have possession, him running for it, I think he had like one cross, which is fine, but I'm sorry. The drop off between him and, and Lucas Dean is Massive, of course. Uh, In games like this, especially when we have a lot of the ball, it just becomes so much more noticeable. Yes, and if they're going to pack it in that way, maybe the best way to break them down is to cross from deep. You know, it's a safer route to do, and Dom's good in the air. Uh, I don't think their center backs are so amazing. Uh, I think when they are set and they can drop those defensive mids back, yeah, that gets hard. Um, Pickford, I mean, fine, not at fault on the goal. I wish he'd stop hoofing the stupid ball up the field. Uh, he was just handing it to them a couple times. And and this this just in when the other team has a six foot four center mid, maybe don't play it to his side on the long ball. You know, I, I just don't, I don't understand his decision making, but I think I'm maybe being I'm just picking on him because he had really nothing to do with the loss today. Yeah. I don't think. No, uh, Dom dropping back in a lot of mistouches. I mean, you have his heat map up here. I, 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 I mean, I don't I, I mean, it's, it was. Good to see him try and come back to the ball at times and show maybe some different facets, but he's clearly inconsistent in that part of his game. Do you not agree? Yeah. Receiving, you know, what he does well as far as hold up or what he can do well is receive it out of the air, settle it, and kind of get us get our offense started higher up the pitch than we might normally. What I don't really get and what I don't think is his strong suit is dropping into the center circle, receiving the ball at feet, yeah. constantly trying to then facilitate the ball out wide. It's like, look, we've, that's what that in theory, that's what Gilfie Sigurdsson should be doing. That's where he should be. Yep. And we need, and look, he's on a bit of a dry spell right now, as far as goals go. And the heat map today, like it, it looks like something you'd expect from a number 10 or even a central midfielder. It's just very, center of the pitch he's not getting in the box but at the same time like if you're Dominic Calvert-Lewin what are you going to do just stand up in the final third and never touch the ball I mean he wants clearly wants to be involved and have an impact but he's not going to turn and really beat guys off the dribble and there were a few moments early early in the match that he did actually receive it at feet and facilitate it out wide but it faded he just seems kind of desperate and trying to get something to click for him since it's been such an awkward few matches and just not his game today. No, definitely not. And I mean, the thing is, you know, you got to give a little bit of credit to West Ham. I mean, basically they made it tough for us to get into what you'd call, you know, the golden square or whatever the pep calls it, you know, zone 14, which all it is is the space up above that 18, which is the most dangerous place to have the ball in terms to create, not necessarily to score. And we had no threat to get in there. And it's one thing. And for Don, if Don comes back for the ball to try and receive it there, there's no one to run and be timed. Exactly. Right. So so Gilfie should be in there or someone should be in there. Yep. So where the hell are they? 
I mean, they're just not there. And uh, I, this this is the problem with Gilfie. And I know he's played okay. He's not a possession guy. If you've got the ball and you want to get into that space, we do not. I mean, James can get into that space. He can't. He can receive the ball well. Now, he's probably better to get the ball a little farther back and vacate space and have someone fill in for him. And that's part of the problem with Gilfie Sigurdsson. He's really just a bad fit for us. If we want to dominate the ball against a lesser side than West Ham, and yeah, I am going to call him a lesser side because maybe a lesser, you know, they are lesser sides. I mean, I, I don't, why, why would even hesitate at that? We've got all these injuries and stuff too, and they don't. Um, you know, you're, you need to get three points against teams like this, and that's the absolute key. And the way to do that is to create chances. You've got to have people that can hold it up move the ball quickly and precisely in the final third. And we did none of that today, but part of it is when there's no threat to hold the ball in the middle, it's not hard to defend. Um, let's see. And James came in. It's worth noting. I, I actually thought he totally killed our shape. Um, him running around for the ball, kind of playing on the right side in defense really wasn't helpful. You could tell he's a no. step slower today. Uh, not that they really did much with the ball out there and created a whole lot, but Missed all his crosses, you know, his, I thought his service from a couple of corners was good, but a couple long balls that were all right, but, you know, he ran the ball forward. It was good to see him get minutes, I guess, but that's about it. I mean, I, I just, I, I, Tom Davis, frankly, didn't know. Tom Davies and DeCorey didn't quite know what to do, what the heck, yeah. when he came in there. And you saw him a couple of times standing right next to him, and they're kind of like, where do I... He has to play in the middle to me. I just think um, it doesn't make any sense for him to play on that side, even though I know we weren't getting anything from that side. I I don't know what your thoughts were. It was great to see Hamas back, but mm, he looked as off the pace as anyone else, really. And he's one that actually has an excuse to look off the pace because he's coming off an injury. True. So you expect him to come back in and maybe look a little rusty, shake the rust off. But I thought a lot of, I mean, a lot of what you get from him playing on the right-hand side is those switches of play. And I think yep. a lot of the impact of that is negated when you don't have Luka Dean. Think about some of the early goals we scored. I mean, he was looking for Richarlison over the top on the long switch today. And Richarlison is just getting man-marked out of everything. He didn't really have a chance to receive. And the balls weren't the greatest. But when you have that extra threat of Luka Dean potentially overlapping Richarlison, it gives the ask different questions of the defense, makes it a little less straightforward for them to, to freeze Richarlison out. And they did that really well today, um, which I think segues into our bad list, which <laughs> of which we have two players. We already hit on Gilfie. I don't think we need to say too much more on him, but Richarlison, for a player who we've basically won, we've won one match without him in, the, in our side in the Premier League, uh, he didn't have much of a positive impact today. It seemed like the only time he actually contributed was when he was getting fouled. And if I may say it rather softly fouled a couple of times. Yep. So, I mean, he was dispossessed three times uh, trying to take guys on and didn't even look remotely dangerous doing so. He looked slow, looked lethargic. Um, Granted the whole team looked slow too, from a combination standpoint, but I mean, he had 55 touches, man. I mean, we talked in the past about, you know, getting your most dangerous guys the ball. He had the ball several times in dangerous positions. This has been a theme now for a while, um, really, and didn't do much with it. I mean, no shots on target. Um, yeah, I mean, the best thing he did was get fouled, really. Um, I just don't know what to do there. I mean, it's it's kind of a recurring theme right now. It's not a healthy thing. Um Granted, if you added a couple more attacking people in there, maybe it gets better. Um, 
I didn't see a cup when he was on the right early. I saw them shading people over to him. So, mm-hmm. you know, you saw almost the doubling effect where they're like, we're not going to let you get behind me. So, I, I OK, I get that a little bit. I didn't see that on the left. And maybe he's tired. I mean, in all honesty, I, I, I don't know. He's looked tired. I mean, I, he kind of looks tired anyway when he when he plays, you know, he looks like he's yeah. laboring. But there's something going on there. It's just I don't know. It's it's concerning, though, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's consistently been our, our best player for a long time and for the last couple of seasons. And, and he just hasn't hit. He didn't hit the ground running. He had the suspension that seems to have kind of derailed. But for a player who I think typically kind of wears his heart on his sleeve on the pitch and plays with like some kind of fiery passion, I didn't see any of that today. And that's almost more of a red flag than the quality of play is that he doesn't seem like he's even that interested. And that's, that's, I'm not saying that's the case, but just playing poorly and not really seeming like he's all too frustrated by it, I guess. I don't know how how to put it better. I think that's the right way to put it. He just didn't seem interested as much as maybe he normally would be. Uh, Maybe he was frustrated, but there was a couple times where he played a ball and ran back to try and receive it. No one gave him the ball, which is, I saw at one point he got frustrated. I don't blame him because that was, bad but you can't let it affect your play and i know he's a young player but calvert lewin i thought was another one i i I didn't i mean mean, he battled a bit but i just didn't see him all that active today and i mean he's been running and working hard so i get it i don't know maybe i'm picking but i I think i think the difference is if luca luca dean coming back makes a huge difference i'm not so sure too we don't want to stack dom and richarlison closer to each other and Mm. play two strikers again there's just no threat from deep if a team's going to pack it in like that we just don't have people that can pick them off from distance and we didn't get enough guys in the box so it's one thing to possess the ball but if you don't get the ball to people in dangerous area this is basically our whole january edition on the pod you know uh, the injuries have hurt us. We're playing with some of the same guys and some are just ill fits. And and some of these guys aren't going to be with this team for that much longer, I don't yeah. think. But anyway, um, about the only person we didn't talk about was Mason Holgate. I don't think there's any reason to hash that. I thought he was sloppy as heck with the ball today. I thought you saw some reasons why his touch is not that great. His close control is not there. That's why I don't think he's the best fit for a defensive mid, frankly. And, and But Godfrey didn't take care of the ball either. Um, it's why I think we need a defensive mid in the window. I think it's going to be better for the team. You can push some people up that are maybe willing to take take risks and take chances. Um, Tom Davies is doing an okay job in that, but it's not his natural position, I don't think, even if he plays that way with the youth team. But in summary, I think the lack of Dean and the lack of Awobi now, those are the only two guys we identified that is even close to registering a cross per 90. So how many crosses did we have today total from the fullbacks? Four total crosses from the fullbacks. And when you think about Luca Dean was averaging nearly two accurate crosses per match. And we yeah, get a lot of total. Piece. I mean, yeah, but from yeah, open sure. play, it was at least one. I mean, so. And the rest, uh, I mean, I think we had 22 crosses total, but most of those were from corners and most, and a lot were just not effective at all. So <laughs> you're not getting that output from the fullbacks. Uh, and we're not getting any really much from the midfield. I think it says it all, as you said earlier, Tom Davies with as many dribbles as the rest of the team combined, uh, not what you want to see from the team. No. And look, if they're going to pack it in for heaven's sakes, it's not like we didn't have some matchups wide. You've got to beat someone, man. You got to either run past someone or beat someone off the dribble. And no one was doing that today. I just didn't see the energy. didn't see the effort where Charleston, even his efforts just didn't seem like they were all that convincing to me. I mean, he was not sharp. He was not decisive. He was slow in making those moves and killed us on a couple counters. Um, 
I, yeah, I'm just I'm frustrated to see yeah. the team the way they played there. Um, I, maybe I should have expected it more. I mean, I didn't think we'd go in and smoke them. West Ham's been playing no. really, really well, and they're tough to break down. But it's just not a good performance, man. It's just disappointing. And and I mean, it can't all be just because Alex Awobi didn't play. Uh, no. I mean, I, and obviously, you know, I'm a huge defender of Alex Awobi, but. I mean, come on. That can't be the sole reason why the team suddenly looked flat. I mean, you missed a whole game, basically, and got a break that you weren't going to have to begin with. This is how you play. If I'm Carlo, I'm furious because tactically, I thought our shape was fine in the first half. People were in positions where they could have at least made runs, took initiative without too much risk, and they just did not. And and I can't I can't explain that. I don't understand it. It's um it was a frustrating match to watch. I'm not sure we des- deserve to lose, but I guess you put in that kind of effort. Maybe you do. I don't know. That's it. I got nothing else really to say about it, man. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated too. Um, but at the same time, it's one match, and look, we just won four in a row, so. I think some of the knee jerk reaction, like just some of the stuff I'm seeing on social media is like over the top to me. I mean, we're still fourth in the table. We are on technically, I think still top of the form table, depending on how United uh, Villa who we're playing right now, how that match pans out. Oh, we're not going to win every game this season. We're going to lose some games. We lost one nil. We didn't get battered. We're still injured. So I think, you know, like Carlo always says, you don't want to get too high or too low. I think this was poor, but I don't think there's any reason that, you know, if we get Hamas back and he can play a full 90 and we start to get healthy again, that this won't, this won't turn around, but a, a good opportunity on new year's day with the rest to really put us what a point off top. And we didn't take advantage. So it's just, it's just disappointing. Part of its Um, expectations though. I mean, I just think people, I mean, I saw shouts. Oh, we're not going to make the champions league playing like this, dude, this just in, this is not a champions league team. And that's okay. I mean, that's, if those are the expectations you've had, someone asked us last week, have your expectations changed? No, no, they have not, you know? And sure. Yeah. There was a ton of overreactions. I I thought the best dialogue I sat out there on Twitter to kind of go to some of the takes um, was one from the West Sussex, Sussex blues and um, EFC Dan 15, Guard Anchuan. Uh, that's a gardening reference, I guess. Gar- I like well, this take, though. I think Gar- it's really Danchuan, good. but his name's Dan, so Gardanchuan. Oh, dude, how did I miss that? I am so <laughs> pathetic in my blind rage today. It's a today. garden. No, it's oh, a garden. It's Dan, a garden. I'm sorry, brother. That's uh, I really <laughs> like this take, though. You know, West Sussex saying you can almost guarantee that Twitter will overreact. You know, pick for Coleman Davies Gilfie will come in the most criticism. Yep, yep, yep. Even see some Carlo out shouts. Um, lack of real effort was Dan's point was shameful. And, and I think he went the lo- he brought up the longer rest. I feel like we're having our episode right now all over again. And then the question is, hey, do, do we really feel like that we couldn't couldn't care? Was that really what happened? You know, West Ham sat in and defended deep in games like that. We missed Dean and a fully fit Thomas and a Wobie. He's right. I mean, those are the people that maybe can put pressure on teams that sit back and let you run at them. I mean, that, that's actually the, the best point there. Um, played like a defeated side, lazy tackles, constant flow of misplaced passes. Mm. Um, all teams have off nights. You know, maybe that's part of it. I mean, this is really an interesting dialogue. It was great to see some sanity here. I thought the best key, though, was West Sussex says we were outrun tonight because we had all the possession. We lack creativity more than anything tonight. So I think the response that I liked by Dan was, I disagree, because to be honest, I think players should move more and run more when we're in possession than out of it, considering our deeper block. 
off the ball movement is the key aspect to making chances, but we didn't do it that tonight. And I agree. We did not show movement or initiative, neither of those things, but especially the movement. When you have the ball, every time you have it in a dangerous spot, immediately, boom, someone should be taken off into space. Where was that? I, I just um, didn't see it all. There are too many guys that wanted the ball played to them. I mean, I'm sorry, man. This yeah. is not rec soccer. You're not a superstar. You have to play as a team. And I didn't see that at all. It's just maybe it was the lack of confidence in each other. But man, that 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 summation I thought was spot on. And that's what it takes to break down people playing low. We had some other good shouts in here, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, you you pose. I sent the tweet from the pod account just asking for instant match reactions. And you asked for some positives. Terry McAllister has a good take here. Uh, he said, Hamas is back. We looked like we could attack again once he was on. Get the players back this month, and we can go into the rest of the season with one game a week. Look, this is finally brings to a conclusion the hectic holiday fixture schedule. We can kind of settle down. We've got a little bit of a – got the cup match obviously coming up, but then we've got a little bit of a hiatus before we go again, some time to recover. And a long way yet to go. We're only 16 matches into the season. We've got a lot of matches to play. The table's still super tight two or three results can swing you 10 places in the table right now. And so we got some key ones coming up though. I and mean, we've got the guys we're competing for, for that sixth spot are coming right up. Yep. yep. Um, uh, Paul Brown's take was good too. Uh, thought Andre Gomes looked good when he came on. That's it. And he's right. He did. It, it was more like the old Andre, which can be helpful. I know he's limited, but that is really something we needed that tonight. Um, it could help. Uh, praise Ola. Uh, came out and said, no injuries in James, got some game fitness. That seems, I mean, that's pretty sad if that's your only positive take, though. Yeah. Uh, you got a couple takes, though, off the pod tweet. Yeah, yeah. So we had uh, Everton Barks said, two clear issues in my mind. Richarlison's been dreadful, offering nothing in attack, just loses the ball every time. Accurate. The other is DCL. His movement has been very poor. He's standing still in the center, not moving to open space or running in behind, easily marked <laughs> and negated. I think that's fair. His movement hasn't been great, but he's also getting very little service in areas where he can be dangerous. So the running in behind, though, is a problem. I mean, yeah. the saddest part is, and I mean, Jank touched the ball four times. Jank had one play where he actually ran in behind and did really well with that. Uh, we didn't do that at all. And look, if they're going to play a block like that, you've got to make a run wide. That, I think, was, if anything, that was missing. You know, because if you make the run straight over the top, it's just going to keep just going to sweep it up. So sure. I don't know. And then we had uh, Tyler at Feed Y said, knew a loss was coming, thought it was going to be Sheffield, made it a game longer than I expected. So, meh. I mean, as I said earlier, we won four in a row. We lost one. Teams are dropping points. Teams are losing to teams they shouldn't and shouldn't, quote unquote, in the table. It's going to happen to us, too. We're not immune to the occasional slip of form. The important thing is to correct course and make sure it doesn't continue and that we don't we keep up the positive momentum and sort of have short memories and and move on and then lastly we had andrew at everton gladys said maybe it will trigger moshiri to spend a bit more than he might otherwise i also think it was poor and we're going to have poor games so although it was bad and we still looked we still look solid at the back and it took a lucky deflection to create their goal and i think that's right um i do want to take this time so just to address the point about moshiri Look, if we have a board that's making knee-jerk reactionary decisions based on a one-nil tie or one nil loss to a team that's six points behind us in the table at the start of the day, then we've got serious problems, Fun like fundamental problems as a football club. But the overarching point is that we probably do need to make moves in January. These aren't new problems that we've seen. These are problems that have existed and that Ryan and I highlighted in great 
extensive detail in our last episode in the January transfer window mega app that just dropped uh, last <clears throat> night. So do go check that out because we really talk about the statistics and, and how they reveal a lot of the problems that we saw today as far as the the penetration off the dribble, the passing that's just not there in the midfield and, and some interesting uh, potential options for Everton to sign in January. So put a lot of time into that episode, a lot of research. Hope you do check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, this is just one of those games where, you know, we are where we are in kind of our rebuilding phase. And uh, under Carlo, we've been better. Um, you know, Brands obviously made some moves in the summer to make us better in the short term. But that doesn't mean we're going to make the Champions League. And I don't think that should ever be anyone's expectations. And you had games like today where we're just still a little thin. So, yeah, the episode, we get into it and we talk about, you know, when that depth gets exposed, where could we fill in some of the gaps? I thought you saw a lot tonight, especially taking initiative movement and, and taking people on. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course I want to plug that episode, James. I think we did a, a lot of work on it and I hope it's thought provoking and I hope it gets people excited for the January window. Cause I do think there's opportunities though. And we got to get back into Europe, man. I mean, we've got to get back into the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, summer can't come soon enough. We have to have success and there are a lot of matches left still a lot. A lot to look forward to. So trying not to get too down about this one, folks, but we appreciate you listening to us, checking us out. I'll just one last plug. Do go check out our last step, January transfer window mega episode. Otherwise, do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at USA Toffee Pod. Join our Discord invite.gg slash ATP. Or if you don't want to remember all those links, just remember linktr.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. It'll also be in the description. Otherwise, we'll be with you guys next time. Until then, up the toffees.